Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely wonderful, blessed day today, and there's a lot going on all around the country. I've been talking to a lot of people, trying to respond to a lot of emails and get caught up on that, and thank you for having patience with me as I get a lot of emails, and I try to respond to the ones that, that need to be responded to. Some people just send me articles or basically make statements, and I appreciate those, and the ones that have questions, I try to respond to those as quickly as possible. I've been getting more and more questions about what we're seeing now with these alleged mandates from injections all across the country and supposedly from the Fed. And I saw the article this morning earlier from yesterday, uh, Texas Governor Greg, Greg, Greg Abbott has now banned any entity from imposing a vaccine mandate in the state. He said the COVID vaccine should always remain voluntary and never forced. The governor's office announced that no entity in Texas can compel receipt of a COVID-19 vaccination by any individual, including an employee or consumer. This is very interesting because Southwest Airlines is based out of Texas. So this is going to be one of those things to watch kind of uh, very intriguingly to see how this is going to lay out as we're starting to see the states that are actually going to stand up for our rights. And our good friend Michael Barrett sent me another article this morning from The Federalist talking about how the vaccine mandate doesn't exist in the federal government. And I talked about this briefly on Friday, if you guys heard it, referring to Ocean. I'm going to just briefly touch base on it again to kind of answer some questions because I've had multiple people ask me about this. The so-called Biden federal vaccine mandate does not exist as far as with OSHA yet. It does not exist. OSHA was basically told that they need to have an ETS, an emergency temporary standard, in order to mandate any business that has over 100 employees and mandate that they have to be fully injected. All staff, everybody's got to be fully injected. Well, there's been nearly two dozen Republican attorney generals who have publicly voiced their opposition. This is clearly unconstitutional and illegal, alleged mandate, but they haven't filed suit against it yet because there is no mandate to halt in court. So far, it appears when you look at the Federal Registry, there is no mandate that's been sent to the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs yet for approval. Nothing. Nothing's been put into writing. Nothing's gone to Congress. Nothing's been signed with the executive order. Nothing exists. Even OSHA hasn't released any official guidelines for the alleged mandate. But yet you have every talking point on the mainstream prostitute media talk about pretty much every day how the mandate's coming up soon. The deadline's coming near. It's almost, you know, it's only a month and a half away. Everybody needs to get their shot immediately and, or you're going to be terminated. And all of a sudden, people are starting to ask the question, Why? There's been no law or EU passed, and so far OSHA hasn't addressed anything with this. They've stated that OSHA has been told by the president to issue an ETS as soon as possible. However, the last time OSHA published its last ETS was in 1986, and under certain limited conditions, OSHA can set an emergency temporary standard to take effect immediately that's superseded by a permanent standard, but OSHA must be able to demonstrate a grave danger due to the exposure of a new hazard such that an emergency standard is needed to protect workers. Once the standard is published in the Federal Registry, it becomes effective. Well, here's the issue with that, is companies are telling reporters their vaccine mandates are the latest December. Well, a lot of them are saying November now. Well, according to OSHA and ETS, an emergency still 
takes up to six months to go in effect after the initial mandate is issued in the Federal Registry. So if they come out tomorrow and they put a mandate into place and issue it in the Federal Registry, it still takes six months before it can even be put into place and actually used as law by OSHA in order to find companies, which would put it way into like March and April if they did it right now, today, this week. So why are all these businesses jumping and chomping at the bits to the point where they're willing to let employees quit, be terminated, suspended, leave an absence, all in this next one month? Well, it's pretty clear now that OSHA has only used its legal authority about 10 times in 50 years. OSHA hasn't even said they're going to do this yet. But again, who needs the rule of law and constitution when you got the American people so conditioned for compliance that even the wildly outlandish things that said on mainstream media, people insist that they must do them immediately? This has been the conditioning method that we've watched over the last 19, 20 months now, and we've talked about this in detail. TV tells you it's mandated. You have to wear a mask by the CDC. No, you don't. I got multiple arguments for that. I said there is no law. I said just because the CDC says something doesn't mean you have to do it. I said if the CDC says go put your head underwater for five minutes and it will kill COVID, are you going to do that? Just because they say something doesn't mean you have to jump and do it. Congress never ratified one single law when it came to regulations or COVID mandates, period. These regulatory agencies are not enforcement branches. They don't have any aspect. And OSHA is designed basically for workplace safety. We've talked about that into detail. And so I've said before, they're going to have to legally demonstrate if this wants to hold up in law with an ETF. They have to legally demonstrate there is a grave danger due to exposure of a new hazard that this is being justified. And unless they completely and totally lie – and fabricate you know, all types of information, there's nothing that they're going to be able to come up with that's going to be able to legally fit that definition. Now, of course, they can manipulate it. But as I said a minute ago, even according to OSHA, an ETS takes up to six months to go to effect after the initial mandate is issued in the Federal Registry. So again, I ask the question, why are these companies coming in and cracking down and saying if you're not injected by November 25th, if you're not injected by December 1st, all these wild, wild dates that have no consistency? Well, it's more fear porn and mind control. They know that there's no legal precedent to what they're doing. There's none. There's no backing by the federal government right now to do this. There's no backing by OSHA for these businesses to do it. But if you make the lie big enough and you tell the lie long enough, just about everybody will believe it. And that's a quote from Joseph Goebbels, the godfather of propaganda and the Nazi regime. And what we're seeing now is that being used to a T on the American populace on the biggest, in my opinion, the biggest psychological operation that has ever been used on this country, much less the entire world. And so that's why I've encouraged everybody. Make sure if you're in a business, you are getting ahead of the ball and you are forcefully putting forward a religious exemption, making sure it's in writing, making sure it's in email, making sure it's verbal, making sure everybody knows what's going to happen if they try to go down this route with you. Because my opinion, I think a lot of this is a giant bluff. Now OSHA may do, and I said this last week, they may do, and this may be another rehash of ATF's bump fire stock back after the Las Vegas shooting. 
OSHA may come out now and no mandate, no executive order. They may come in and try to rewrite some law like ATF did, which is grossly illegal and unconstitutional, exactly what ATF did. But that doesn't mean that it's law. It just means that they're rewriting something without Congress and without any type of mandate or any type of precedent. So we're going to see how this is going to roll forward, but I want to give everybody a heads up on that to understand what we're seeing now with these businesses has been 100% voluntary. None of these airline companies, none of these big businesses that have over 100 employees have to force their employees to get injections by a certain date. None of them. There's nothing in place. As I clearly said, and I'm repeated, according to OSHA's own website, an ETS takes six months to go into effect after the initial mandate is issued in the Federal Register, and there is no mandate issued in the Federal Register up according to day right now. So I just wanted to bring that up and kind of let everybody know this, again, is the ruse. Remember what I said before. They want it to be voluntary. They want it to be consent. They want it to be your submission. They want you to submit to having yourself injected with experimental RNA gene therapy. So at the end of the day, they can say, Dude, we didn't force you to do that. We didn't hold you down and inject you. You got injected with your own will. You submitted to this injection and allowed us to penetrate you with a needle and inject you. That was your choice, and that's what it always comes down to with these sickos that are running everything, Dad. What do you think? Wow, Austin, that's a great introduction. You know, let me do some history here real quick, and I, I want you guys to understand this. And it's, you know, I know you probably do as our listeners, but the, for the new listeners, this is an important little history note. Before the Civil War, the states in the United States basically were independent countries, you know, more or less. And they would come together in the time of war, and the federal government was there just to provide new security and safety in the event of a war and to try to regulate some of the interstate commerce. That was about it. And, you know, and they were basically being paid, the government was, the federal government, through, you know, through tariffs, et cetera. And they really weren't able to tax the United States population as a whole via in federal income tax, which didn't happen until 1913 after the passage of the Federal Reserve Act because the federal, because the income tax would be the enforcement arm of the Federal Reserve would observe to pay the bills and to basically pay the debt load that was being done by producing debt-based currency. But I won't go there today. But the reality is, is that the United States the reason it had a civil war is because the federal government tried to put its power to the states and force them into compliance. They're setting up a second civil war is what they're doing because the states don't have to put up with this. You know, because of their own individual state constitutions, these guys that are trying to run the federal government are having a problem forcing states and governors in states that are freedom-based mindset like the governor DeSantis or the governor of Texas to say, no, we don't want to do this to the people of our state. So we're like individual countries that are being ruled by a dictatorial, tyrannical central government out of Washington, D.C. This is the same thing that happened after Hitler took power and declared himself, you know, basically sure after he basically had the enabling act incur after the burning of the Reichstag. And what ended up happening is he was center. He centralized the government in Berlin, which forced all of the states in Germany to submit to the whim of his dictatorial processes. And this is the thing that they're trying to do. They're trying to go back to what Hitler did in the United States, and they're allowing the CEO or the, how would you say, the president of the United States to issue these mandates to try to force all the states into compliance. It's going to be a problem because there are a lot of states out there and a lot of patriots, a lot of Christians are saying no. 
They're saying no, and they're not going to do it. Now, I want to encourage all of you to continue to say no, and like Ephesians said, to stand your ground. But we've got to look at something for a second. I've got a, a good friend of mine from junior high school who basically used to listen to the show on a regular basis, and I talked to him, and he told me he's had the vaccine now, and he really doesn't listen to the show much anymore. I thought that was interesting. In fact, a few weeks ago, he got into a actually a very uh, strong, turt discussion with me as far as on text during the middle of the show, and I now understand why he wasn't listening to the show at that time, about how the RNA cannot change your DNA. Well, I understand it now because when I saw when I spoke to him the other day, he told me he'd had the vaccine. And, you know, and so you have a situation where people who listen to our show who know the vaccine is bad, who choose to ignore all of the information and all the facts and all the information we put out because they're confused. It goes back to what I talked about last week when you have a glass of poison and like fluoride and, you know, with water, fluoride put in the water and you have a glass with nothing in it. And a hundred people tell you that the fluoride water is safe and it's good for you. And a hundred people tell you that it's not good for you. There are people out there that will drink the fluoride. And they've been doing that for 70 years now, which makes them servile and infertile. And the more fluoride they drink, the more servile and infertile they become. This is the same thing with these, these kill shots. I personally believe that this kill shot is going to try to force you from a how should I say, biomechanical way because of the ingredients in the kill shot. They won't tell us what they are to make you more and more and more subservient, to make you take more and more and more shots. And we talked about this last week in which you'll start to crave the shot. I need the shot. I want another shot. I need a booster. I want the pills. And they're going to control you through pharmacia. You know, there's a brain parasite called, it's called toxoplasmosis. And it's basically from cat, from cat, from cat feces. And this is why you get these ladies who are crazy cat ladies. You know, they'll have 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 cats in their house. You walk in and all you smell is ammonia and the, and the stench is unbearable. You can't walk in, but they live in it. Now, that toxoplasmosis is a brain parasite. And what it does, it goes into the brain from the feces of cats. And it's primarily used for mice when they eat cat feces and it makes them crave cat urine smell. And they get close to the cats, which allows the cats to catch them and eat them. It's basically a mind control parasite. Same thing happens with these crazy cat ladies. They get brain parasites. And they basically start to really enjoy smelling the urine of cats. You think, come on, Ted. Guys, just look it up. Toxoplasmosis. And the sad part about this is, is that how do we know they haven't developed the type of brain parasite? How do we know that hydra-looking thing, that spider-looking thing that we talked about on last Thursday show isn't a mind-controlled parasite? Hmm? Let me ask you that. I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. Why are they putting a living parasite of some type of creature into a vaccine? What the heck's that all about? I talked to Ricky last night. He goes, well, that's going to probably be a mind-controlled parasite. And I'm like, well, yeah, it probably could be. And see, and this is the thing we have to do. We have to stand our ground with all of this stuff. I mean, I, just in the last, you know, the last few months, I've had a, a, a teacher that I knew from sixth grade. She got the vaccine. You know, I've got I've got a pastor that I've known that from a church that I used to go to. He announced to the congregation the other day he's like 50 years old, but he's the pastor that married Austin. He's announced that he's taking the vaccine now. You know, we have, you know, all these people all over the world, you know, that have taken the vaccine and continue to basically to comply with these edicts that are being given like austin said they're not even they're not even laws and they're still doing it and these big corporations why are the big corporations doing it well that's that's the big corporation question that's easy because these big corporations their stocks are controlled by blackrock state green state street and vanguard 
in the bloodline families, the Rothschilds and the Sassoons. Remember, Linda Forrester Rothschild had a meeting with the top 100 CEOs just a few months ago about trying to force election, I should say, noncompliance into Georgia and sort of basically you know, blacklisting Georgia as far as what these corporations were going to be allowed to do. Now, that's why these corporations and these major airlines are basically forcing their pilots, which is going to be a real problem because I know a bunch of pilots, and they're not taking this stuff into compliance. This is what happened with Southwest Airlines. So, you know, this is the group that does this. This is the ones who control via the central banks, via the bloodline families, via Lucifer. You know, and the, the problem is yesterday I tried to listen to this lady, this blonde haired lady out of out of Canada. You know, uh, she's had a, got a big YouTube channel and she did a whole thing upon who's in charge of the vaccine. Where's the money going? Where's all? And it was just, I listened to her five minutes and. All she was doing was talking about sub-level characters. She was talking about employees way down the list that are doing certain things, but she never got to any of this if I just told you. Now, why is that? Well, her YouTube channel was taken down, and now it's back up again, and you kind of wonder how it got back up again, and she's being very careful, I guess, on what she talks about. But, guys, we've got to think about all of this stuff because, remember, you know, we have in our brain, we have what's called a reticulator activator. Now, I want you to listen to me for a second. This is really important stuff I'm fixing to cover with you. You know, I have to, in fact, this, this morning before prayer time, I talked to Sharon about this because, you know, we get these kids out there, you know, our children. And I've got really good kids. And, you know, some of them are great most of the time. Some of them aren't great sometimes. And it's just all the time we're trying to analyze what's going on in the brain of a child, even if the child's 18 or 20 or 22 or like Austin, 33. We always try to analyze as parents, not to micromanage them, but to try to figure out why they do certain things. And try to how, to how to help them. We're always trying to help our kids or help our friends. They have to be your friends or children. And what I found is this. A lot of people come in and they get a victim mentality. No matter what you do to them, they're mad. You give them an apple pie. They don't want an apple pie. Next time they want you to give them a cherry pie because now they're the victim because you gave them an apple pie twice. And now you wanted a cherry pie the second time. Okay. You've got a friend. You loan them $10. Well, they don't want $10 next time. They want $20 next time. And if you don't give them the $20 next time, they get mad at you because you didn't give them the $20. What, what, they didn't want to pay the money back. They wanted it as a gift. And I had one guy who was a, basically a TV guy, and he told me one time, here's what I expect people to do, to give to me, 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 and keep giving until I tell them to stop giving. He said that to me. That's a quote. And I'm like, whoa, dude, man, what kind of mindset is that? Well, that's the mindset they program themselves to have. You always try to find something negative. My sixth-grade teacher she reads all these books about why Christianity is not real, written by Kabbalists, by the way, and Luciferians. <laughs> what do you think they're going to write about, that Jesus is real? No, they're going to try to do everything they can to destroy your faith. And, and I told her the other day, I said, look, I said, here's the deal. I said, why do you read this crap? You know, I said, why do you read it? I said, why don't you read a book from like Josh McDowell wrote years ago? It's called Evidence That Demands a Verdict. I repeat that. Josh McDowell wrote a good book called Evidence That Demands a Verdict, talking about how Jesus is real and how he changed the world. And I said to my sixth grade teacher, I said, we have a, the entire Greco-Roman calendar was changed because of Jesus Christ. I mean, did you not realize that? I said, something happened 2,000 years ago on Calvary. But you've read this junk. My brother did the same thing. He used to read Nietzsche and just weird stuff. And I remember he came back from Europe after being in the military, and he was basically reading this stuff. And he moved back into my mom's house with me, and he shared a bedroom with me for about a year or so. And I mean, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm like 10 years old, and you know, he's like 24 years old, and 
he's reading this stuff and he's, he's got a rollaway bed at the end of my bed and I, I'm picking up his stuff and reading it. I'm like, what the heck are you reading, Carl? As this stuff is just crazy. And I remember my grandfather said to me, cause Carl was whacked out in the head, still whacked out. You complete and total alcoholic. And my grandfather said to me, Carl hat ihm selbst gelesen. Now, what does that mean? Carl has read himself crazy. He's got, he's, he's driven himself mad by what he's been reading and what he's read. And I told Carl that the other day. I said, In other words, my grandfather, your grandfather, said that you've driven yourself crazy by what you've read. Now, why am I bringing all this up to you guys today? Because here's what happens. In the brain, there's a thing called the reticulator activator. And what it does, it screens information that goes into the primary centers of the brain, and it allows the brain to focus on specific objects. Let me give you an example. If you're outside and you're looking at the trees, you know, there's hundreds of thousands, not millions of leaves in a forest, and you're seeing all of the leaves, but you're not focusing on an individual leaf because you simply can't focus on the individual leaf. God can, but you can't. So what ends up happening is your brain says, okay, let's not look at all the leaves. Let's look at the forest, and it tells you to focus on the forest. Okay. Now, when that happens, you scan out a, bunch of, a whole bunch of information that's in that forest. You know, there may be a, a predator. You know, There may be a cougar or something else in the bushes that you would normally see if you were focusing on each individual leaf, but you don't see it because you're focusing on the entire picture. Well, that's called the reticulator activator and allows the brain to focus and to be basically, how should I say, working on a specific problem rather than looking at the entire you know, you know, creation at the same time. Now, that reticulator activator is programmable, and you're able to tell it what to look for. You think, well, what does Miss Stephen mean, Ted? Okay, the Bible tells you to look on the good things. It tells you to basically think on the good things. It tells you basically that you're to say focus on the good good things. I mean, look at look at look at Joe. Look at um, look at uh, Philippians. Philippians four eight says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right. Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Now think about that for a second. God's telling you what to think about and all the positive things. But people don't do that, do they? They take their lives and they focus on the negative stuff. So if you say to God, if you pray in the morning and say, Father, I thank you that my footsteps are ordered by you, that I'm always at the right place and the right time every time, Lord. I thank you, Father, that me and my family are blessed beyond measure in all the areas of our life and that we always seek you first in our life. Well, suddenly you're telling your reticulator activator to focus on the good things, to focus on the positive things, to tell you to always be at the right place at the right time every single time, and you're being allowing yourself to be led by the Holy Spirit. Now, I just gave you guys a lot of information. A lot of you just got it. A lot of you didn't. So I'm going to say it again. What you think about, you become. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you think on negative stuff all the time, you're going to be a negative person, and your life's going to be negative. If you think on positive stuff all the time, your life's going to be pretty positive, and you're basically going to be having a positive life, and you're going to be thinking of positive things, and the outcome's going to be really good. I remember years ago, uh, I knew a woman. She would ride around in the car with her husband, and the husband was listening to Zig Ziglar. And listening to Jim Rohn, two really good motivational speakers. And he would spend hours, you know, on a trip listening to this to try to obtain personal development to become a better person. And his wife would constantly yell and scream and carry on about how she didn't want to hear 
what Ziegler or Roan had to say. Well, I can tell you how that marriage ended. It ended in a divorce because the wife was super negative. Husband tried to be super positive. Husband tried to be, you know, a victor. The wife maintained her victim status. Listen to me. You don't have to be a victim. You don't have to take this vaccine. You don't have to be forced into compliance. You don't have to do that. You know, we have a choice. It's called freedom of will. You know, we're Christians. We don't have, we can't be forced to take a kill shot. But what people do, they allow themselves to be programmed by that victim mentality and they allow themselves to be programmed by other people in their families. The pastor that I know who took this kill shot, the one who married Austin, and his wife runs their marriage. His dad runs their marriage. His wife runs his life. His dad runs his life. Everybody runs his life except for this guy, and I'm sure they got the kill shot, so therefore he decided to get the kill shot. Here's the problem. It goes back to the pulpit, doesn't it? If he decided he was going to be manipulated by his family to get a kill shot and not really study to find out if the kill shot was going to be effective or not, that's one thing. Right? That's his choice. But when you're the pastor and you tell the entire church that you took the kill shot, what does it tell the church to do? It tells the church to take the kill shot. Now, since he's taken over the church, they've had a lot of people leave the church. Why is that? Is it lack of leadership? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Is it bad choices? I don't know. But the point is this. We have to be in a situation that we have to realize that you know our choices have consequences. And we have to program our reticulator activator to think on the good things and the positive things and to realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, that this is the day the Lord hath made and I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. And we've got to program our brain to do that. That's why we have to constantly say, thank you, Father. This is the day the Lord hath made. Thank you, Father. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank you, Father. I'm always at the right place at the right time every time. But we don't do that. We allow the negative news and the negative situations of what's going on right now in the United States of America to overwhelm us and create a horrible, horrible anxiety mindset in us, which allows these people to control us through fear. You know, Austin quoted Goebbels a few minutes ago. You tell the lie big enough, long enough, people start believing the lie because they're not focusing on the truth. Listen to me, friends. Stop reading bad stuff. Stop listening to bad music, you know. You know, why, why do you always play someone's done me wrong song all the time? <laughs> I mean, why do you play that in your brain? Yeah, I have a, you know, a person that I know. He bought his daughter a car, bought his daughter a car, really nice Honda. Turned right around a week later. She asked him for another Honda, was angry that he had given her a Honda, that she wanted a newer Honda. She wasn't even happy with the Honda. She was just given free and clear with a title in her hand. Why? Same father had given his daughter $50,000 towards her bachelor's degree, had paid for the housing, all this stuff, it didn't make any difference. The daughter was playing Somebody's Done Me a Wrong song. And, you know, it's interesting to me today. I talked to Savannah, my younger daughter. She's 19. She'll be 19 next month, two months. And she told me, she goes, Dad, she goes, here's the thing. Some people, doesn't matter what you do, they're so stubborn and their mindset is so locked in that if you try to help them, if they do something wrong, they get mad because you're telling them what to do. If you don't try to help them when they're doing something wrong, they get mad at you because you didn't tell them what to do, but they wouldn't have listened to you had you told them what to do. No matter what you do, she said, they're going to be mad at you, whether you try to help them or you don't try to help them. They're always angry. And I went, whoa, I guess that's true, isn't it? And I've seen that. It doesn't matter what kind of pie you give them or anything else you give them or try to do for them, they simply don't want to be told what to do. They don't want to help. And they actually look at you. They see you when you give them money, 
they see you not as a person who's trying to help them, but they see them as a victim and you should give them more money. Listen to me, friends. I'm giving you some advice here right now. Those are the kind of people that you can't associate with. Think on the good things and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. There are always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be people out there that say Jesus wasn't real. There's always going to be people out there that won't pay any attention to the Roman Greek calendar that completely changed or the writings of Josephus who talked about Jesus. It doesn't make any difference. There's always going to be people out there that are going to try to force you into a different mindset. Why? Because they're trying to control you. They're trying to control your mind. They're trying to tell you what to do and everything that you do in your life to try to force you in compliance. And the more they get injected with this RNA-changing, DNA-changing shot, which is going to make them more and more submissive, more and more negative, more and more compliant, will it allow them at that point to be willing to take the mark of the beast? Or are they going to change their brain by giving them this shot that they're taking willingly? I'm saying willingly again. And suddenly they take this shot and they get three or four booster shots. Suddenly they're not the same people anymore. We're already hearing that. The people are changing their personalities because of the shot. So suddenly now the person who would never have taken the mark of the beast, never taken the mark on their hand or their forehead, goes, you know, that mark of that beast, I don't think that's real. And, you know, it's going to make it a lot easier for me to basically access my bank account and get into my apartment because I just wave my hand over it with this dermal implant, this this tattoo and I'll be able to take this mark and I'll be able to buy and sell and live my life and, you know, not own anything and be happy. Didn't somebody say that? Klaus Schwab, by 2030, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Is that why? Because they're going to give you so many kill shots. They're going to program your brain so, mu- so much that when they line up, when they say, we now have a new dermal implant for your forehead or your hand. This will be great. Won't happen? Okay. Why in the world is Amazon telling you to give them a palm print? Why is that happening right now? So you think, well, does that mean that people will line up to get the mark of the beast? You bet you. Christians who never said that they would ever take the mark of the beast, if they get enough mind-controlled, brain-controlling parasites and DNA-altering compounds into their blood, they will line up like lemmings going off a cliff to take the mark of the beast, and they'll be convinced, well, whatever they've been injected with, that it's okay. Guys, that's where this is going. Not necessarily that the kill shot is the mark of the beast, but it's setting the people up who took the shot and programming them and teaching them to be obedient peasants to allow them to be easily manipulated to take the mark of the beast so that every thought of every man shall be evil all of the time, just like Jesus said it would be when he returned. But I want to give you that information this morning because I try to cover stuff that's different on every single show to try to make this fresh and not just cover this and why they're doing it and the horrible aspects of it. But guys, listen to me. <laughs> you got to choose. You got to remember something. You can choose to serve God or you can choose to serve Satan. It's like, it's like Job said. This is really important for you guys that are struggling with looking at things on the Internet you shouldn't look at. Right? Job made a covenant with his eyes because he told his eyes that he would no longer look at young maidens. It basically made a covenant. I'll read it to you. This is Job 3, 31, verse 1. I have made a covenant with my eyes. How then could I gaze with desire at a virgin or a young maiden? Listen to me. We can do everything, all things through Christ who strengthens us. But we've got to make a covenant you know, with God Almighty through Jesus to start with. And then if you've got a problem looking at things you shouldn't look at, you've got to make a covenant with your eyes. 
and say, I'm not going to do that. Because why? They're going to do everything they can to control you through negativity, through pictures, through portraits, through Kim Kardashian, or whatever they're going to use in order to get your mind off of what they're doing to you. This is all part of the obfuscation they're doing to confuse you and not allow you to see and be focused on what God wants you to do with your life and to stand your ground. It says in Ephesians, and when all else fails, you've got to stand. You've got to put on the armor of God, and you've got to be with God, for God, and all about God and Jesus Christ all of the days of your life. But I want to bring you that message this morning. Austin, what do you think, bud, and what's your next story? Wow, that was that was million-dollar information right there. And, you know, you're absolutely right. What you listen to and what you put in your brain consistently has an impact on you. And, you know, that's one thing that Dad and I always have to try to continue to maintain positivity on other stuff that we put in because, you know, we read these articles all day long. We go through the Internet. We go through case studies. We go through emails. And there's a lot of negativity going on right now. Uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out everything's really negative. And what you have to remember is the positive impact has to play a bigger role, which means you have to have something more positive going in. That's why you got to read your Bible all the time. That's why if you're driving around, if you're not listening to the Bible, you need to be listening to something positive. I've, Jim Rohn has changed my life. I still listen to him currently today. Every single person I know that has listened to Jim Rohn regularly is extremely or at least moderately successful. That's Every exactly person right. I know. Not Every everyone. single person I know. I have never met one single person that listens to Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar all the time and has not figured out some way to make it work. Haven't. Never done it. Every time, I, every time I talk to somebody, there's always a singular event, and almost all the people that I know that are successful always have a positive impact from something coming in on their life. That's why it's so important. You get around certain people. Like Dad just said, you get around certain people, and you go, hey, man, how's it going? Oh, my gosh. I got this, and I got that. And you feel like you're talking to Eeyore. You know, off Winnie the Pooh. Woe is me. I lost my tail again. I fell that's down right, the that's river, right. and I don't know. And you're like, oh, gosh, sorry I asked. You know, have have a good day. Goodbye. And it's always an organ recital about all their problems. I remember it was it was probably like a year or two ago. Guy I knew that was basically I, I never associated with him much because he was he was always so negative, and uh, he, he had a nice truck that I had talked to, and I, I had met him on occasion as a a. Uh, uh, just kind of a um, acquaintance, and I remember one time I talked to him. I said, "Hey, how's it going?" And he just started going off about how negative everything. This is going on. I don't have this going on. I don't have that's going on. I said, "Well, have you ever thought?" I said this to him. I said, "You ever thought about being more positive, and you know, trying to focus on positive stuff and speak more positivity?" I'm not trying to give him some advice. I don't even like the guy. I'm trying to like avoid it. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to throw him a bone. I'm going to try to throw him some Zig Ziglar, some Jim Rohn. I said, you know, I get it. you got a garden of weeds right in front of you with this maybe. But it doesn't have to be a garden of weeds. you got to call it a garden of weeds and say, hey, this can be a beautiful garden. Let's turn this and make it better. He goes, oh, that wouldn't make any difference. Even if I was positive, everything would still suck all the time for me. And I'm like, all right, brother, i got to go. Have a good day. That was it. I was like, dude, I'm done. I'm not going to speak to somebody like that. I'm not going to associate with somebody like that. If that's your mentality and that's your idea, I promise you, it will stay horrible the rest of your life. Every single time I've seen people like that, nothing ever changes for them because that's their mindset. That's the way they want it to be. Remember, there was a pastor that dad's friends, and just what he always says, after you say something, if you want to know if it's positive or if it's good or if it's something that's trying to obtain your goal, after you get done saying it, say, and that's the way I want it to be. I'm really, really successful, and I have a great family, and I have healthy kids because that's the way I want it to be. Oh, yeah. 
you do it the other way. You start saying other negative stuff. You go, that's the way I went. Well, no, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, that's not the way I want it to be. Whoa. I check myself on that one. That's, that is not the way I want it to be. That's why every single night, every single night, barring something crazy, you know, as far as that I'm out of town or something like that, even most of the time though, I'll still do it over the phone, even if I'm out of town. I pray with the kids in Atlanta every single night. And I always pray with them. I said, thank you, God. For making my kids healthy and tall and strong and wise and brilliant. Thank you for stationing your angels around my property and protecting everything I have, including my vehicles and my travels and everywhere we go. Every single night. And what that does is it constantly – it's not just about praying to God. That's the most important aspect of it. That is the most important aspect. But there's a subsection of that that Dad just explained so succinctly, and it's the reticular activator. I'm not only talking to God about that. I'm talking to my own brain about that. I'm speaking that. Now, does that always mean that that stuff is going to happen all of the time? No, it does not. But what it does do is it massively increases the chances and the odds. And as far as I'm concerned, I'd much rather take a better spread on something than a lesser spread. If I have a higher odd and I know I can do something that's going to increase my odds, why would you not do it? Especially if it's just something as easy as talking. Remember, life and death are in power of the tongue. You can speak life. You can speak death. They both come out of the same mouth. Got to be very careful with that. And what he said is so important with the victim mentality. This is what this entire thing has been about from the very beginning. If you look at it from a psychological standpoint, you see the victim mentality training that they did to the American population. Remember last year? Remember last year? If you don't wear a mask, you're putting me at risk. Remember that whole thing, that whole ordeal? Remember, I, I can't even tell you how many times I heard that. And I said, but I'm healthy. Oh, it doesn't matter. You're still putting me at risk. I'm putting you at risk because I'm healthy and I'm not wearing a mask. Okay, well, have a nice day. You figure that one out on your own. Now it's, what is it now? If you don't get the vaccine, you're putting me at risk. This was even stupider because then you go, well, I thought the vaccines to protect you. Well, it doesn't matter if you don't get it. I'm not protected. But you just said you got the shot and it's to protect you. So if I get the shot, how am I going to protect you? Well, you just don't believe in science. Not that I don't believe in science. I don't believe in your idiotic logic. You're not making any sense. Could you please elaborate? You're a science denier. You're racist. I'm like, okay, cool story. Have fun with that one, too. And that's what they've done now with the victim mentality. Everybody's playing the victim card. This is what they've done. And this is very common with weak-minded people. They have to find an excuse for a problem. Instead of coming in and saying, you know what? I probably shouldn't have been eating McDonald's every single day for the last decade. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 100 pounds overweight. I got comorbidities. I've got all these health problems now. I probably, I probably should get this in check no they go that's not my problem to take care of myself it's your problem you need to wear a mask and get a shot to protect me because what they're the victim you're there to make their life better that's the victim mentality you know what mentality that is also that is a loser mentality with a capital l that is a loser mentality you're here to take care of me. You're here to protect me because I can't be responsible for my own actions. 
I can't be responsible for what I eat. Golly, are you kidding me? I surely can't be responsible for my own health. That's not my problem. That's your problem. And this is the mentality that they've slowly brought in the United States, and it's degraded the mentality of a huge populace, huge portion, like a cancer, like a brain-eating cancer. It's exactly what it is. This is why it's so important to stay true to your convictions. I've said this repeatedly. To stay self-sufficient. If you know you have something that you've set in stone, you said this is, this is what I believe. This is it. Don't sit there and start compromising down the road and say, you know what? Did I, did I, do I really believe that? No. Write stuff down too. I learned this from Jim Rohn. Take notes all the time. Take notes. You gotta get a journal. You know, bound journal. Take notes in it. Write stuff down. Write goals in it. I write stuff all the time. I get in there and I go, this is what I basically have attempted to achieve is my goal right now. This is my next goal. This is what I'm doing over the next six months. This is what I want to achieve at the end of the year. And I go on with all kinds of stuff. This is what's going on here. Then put phone numbers in it. I put notes in it. I put talking points in it. If I have a conversation with somebody that's really important, I'll take cliff notes on it. So I go back later on. If I talk to him again, I go, hey, that's right. We talked about this, this, this. Your brain's a file cabinet. The problem is that file cabinet gets overrun a lot of times. It's just human nature. You can't always remember everything. So you go back in and say, you know what? This is going on this time of the year. I'm deeply concerned about what's going on in the country right now. This is what I'm going to hold to. You look back at it a year later and you go, wow, look at my conviction last year. Wow. How far have we slid? But wow, I've really held on to my convictions. I still haven't faltered to this. I'm... I'm basically pleased with myself on this. I've still maintained that goal that I've set out to achieve. Got to keep notes, my friends. Super, super important. And on top of that, you got to stay away from the lies and the fake news. And the reason why I bring this up, there is a tweet that went out yesterday. I'm going to bring this up to you guys because I want you guys – I'm going to dissect it very quickly because I want you guys to understand what they're doing. CNN just put out a tweet. And what they're doing is they're trying to justify and they're trying to normalize the food shortages that are going around the country. And this is what they said. Now, I'm, I don't normally quote CNN because I have disdain for them. But I want to understand, I want you guys to understand what they're putting out there right now. It said, if you hoped grocery stores this fall and winter would look like they did in the before times, before times, by the way, the B and the T are both capitalized. The only words in the entire paragraph that are capitalized are before times. With the limitless options stretching out before you in the snack, drink, candy, and frozen food aisle, get ready for some disappointing news. I can't come up with a much more negative paragraph than that. And, of course, CNN is a communist news network. They are directly controlled to the CIA with their MKUltra mind control psych operations. This is what CNN is all about. Understand it. Once you understand it from a psychological standpoint, it's very easy to see. They're telling you. That the grocery stores and what you used to enjoy and going in and buying stuff before times is not going to be there anymore. That the new normal is essentially going to be what you can't have anymore. What you used to like, you will no longer have. Now, it's interesting about this. They use the reference in it almost as the before Christ, B.C., they capitalize the B and the T, almost stating like this is the Roman time as dad just referenced to. Like BT is before Christ. This is the old time. Everything changed from before times now. This is not equivalent to that. They are telling you that this is what you're supposed to get used to. They are telling you that this is the new normal. And this is not the new normal if we don't want it to be the new normal. 
This is the normal that they want you to portray. This is the new normal they want you to consent and get used to. This is what they're trying to do. It's a full-blown psych operation. It is not coincidence at all that before in times were capitalized in this paragraph. They're trying to normalize what's happening by saying all of this happened because of COVID. It has nothing to do with the bankers. It has nothing to do with the Rothschilds. It has nothing to do with the absolute lunatics and the pedophiles that are in the White House and that are in the administrations and then the Republican and the Democratic Party that are completely compromised and the Jeffrey Epstein sex traffickers all around the world. None of these guys have anything to do with what's going on right now. It is totally before times COVID. COVID's what did all of this, nothing else. Not that Fauci funded the Wuhan lab to build this chimeric virus. No, 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 no. Not the fact they're trying to mandate an RNA gene therapy injection just so you can go to the store. Nah, guys, that, that's irrelevant. Irrelevant. It's all about COVID pandemic. Guys, newsflash, there is no pandemic. There's not even anything classified as a pandemic when you actually look at what's going on. We have a serious problem with people being killed with remdesivir and antibiotics in the hospital right now by stacking multiple drugs together that blow out the kidneys and the liver within three to five days. We definitely have a problem with that. We have a problem with people that are extremely sick and have no immune system because they've basically shot out their bodies with glyphosate and all types of other prescription drugs and comorbidities. They've died from upper respiratory viruses. That is very true. But there is no pandemic. If there ever was, it is long gone and over with now. I personally think the virus that we saw went through everybody last year, most of the summer, and pretty much the vast majority of people got antibodies built up to it, and that was pretty much the end of it. It wasn't ironic nor coincidental that as soon as everybody started getting injected with this RNA gene therapy, people started getting sick left and right, including people that never got the injection. That was not coincidental at all. I told you my opinion and read you the scientific research from multiple doctors. So what we're seeing now is a concerted effort to go as far as they can and as aggressive as they can to make everybody have the idea, exactly what Ted just said, of the victim mentality and to go against one another to start fighting in a so-called, essentially, yeah, Civil War 2.0. I'm the victim because you don't have a mask and you're not injected. That happened to Savannah, basically. We talked about on the show today. She the store, basically walked past somebody, didn't have a mask on. Ladies started chewing her out. So I bet you're not vaccinated either. Okay, what 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 does that have to do with anything? What, why is that even a topic? What are you are, are you HIV positive, ma'am? Do, do you have hepatitis? Do you have tuberculosis? I mean, if we're just going to start talking about diseases and viruses and we'll start talking about everything now. Did you have any STDs, ma'am, that I need to know about? I mean, we're going to have that conversation now. We're out in public. Is that really what we're supposed to classify as normal now? No, it's not. It never has been, and it should never be. That is why we've been so adamant in some of these states, like you see in Texas and Florida, why everything's back to normal. This this is normal back in Florida again. There's been nothing different down here for months and months and months. That's, that's you still right. get some of the morons that run around in the cars with a mask on. That'll never change, as Dad just said. You have certain people that have been so mind-controlled. There's, there's no help for him anymore. And I, I don't mean that sad. I don't mean that sarcastically. Without a direct intervention from God, majority of those people are not going to change their mind. 
they're stuck in their ways. And that's why it's so important. The people that are on the fence or that are asking and they're hungry for questions and they want to know more, it's so important. You try to give them the truth the best you can. What do you think, Tim? Well, what I think, Austin, is that nobody's going to hear stuff like this on any other show. That's what I think. You know, and I mean, it's just it's something that I, I'm not I'm not bragging on me because it ain't me. It's the Holy Spirit. It's God Almighty. It's the training that He's put me and Austin through for you know me for almost over forty years now. I mean, that's what this is. I mean, this is basically, you know, as like this is a self help session today. You know, and what they're doing is, and the Holy Spirit just showed me something when they had basically the first Civil War. They tried to make it about slavery. It was not. It was states' rights. They tried to take the victim mentality in the north. The reason the southern states are doing so well is because their cotton plantations have slaves, and they're selling that cotton to England. We need a bigger piece of that pie because we're yep. communists. Yep. That's what happened, guys. They had to have a victim mentality for create the Civil War. We, we can't maintain our infrastructure in New York City, so we need to increase the tariffs on that cotton. The south said no. That's what they did. It had nothing to do, minor issue, with slaves. But they had to bring up the slaves. They had to lie, and people bought into it. This is exactly what they're doing now with the vaccines, isn't it? Victim mentality, victor mentality. You people don't have your vaccine. What the hell's wrong with you, boy? You need to get that vaccine. You're making me and my wife, we're making us so we're going to be susceptible to the covid my response is, I thought you already had the vaccine. If the vaccine works, why are you fussing and cussing at me? Well, you know what I'm saying. You need to get that shot so we can get herd immunity. And what they're doing is they're forcing this, the same mindset from the Civil War about the vaccine and herd immunity, which is all a bunch of lies. You know, Jim Rome was a friend of mine. I did many seminars with him, and I listened to his audio cassettes for years and years and years, wore them out. His information is available for free on YouTube. So Zig Ziglar, both these wonderful men have passed on. They're with the Lord now, gone to heaven, and their information is still available. You know, and I want you to under, I want you to encourage I want to encourage you guys to listen to Ronan to Ziglar. It really is important. I remember Ronan said one time he was listening to a guy it was a sales meeting, and this guy had an appointment with Ronan, and he was talking to him, and he said Ronan said, "Okay, I want you to list the twenty-five things that are preventing you from being successful." Now listen to me, friends. He said, I want you to list the 25 things that are preventing you from being successful. So the guy writes down, it's the economy, stupid. You know, it's my boss. It's it's the world. It's it's CNN. It's it's this. It's, it's, it's 25 things down there. And Rome goes, wow, that's a good list. Good list. There's only one problem. You are not on it. Whoa, you are not on it. The guy had listed everything that was preventing him from being successful. The same thing. You have to have a victor mindset. If you don't and you got a victim mentality, you're going to take the shot. You're going to give up your guns. You're going to quit. Did I say that? Yeah, I am. You've got to change it. You may be on that list. And if you're on that list, you've got to get off that list as quickly as you possibly can. You know, it's interesting. There's a really good article today and it was by Karen Kings and Kingson. And she said she's a biotech analysis who basically is now talking about contract tracing apps. And she goes, Americans thought that being vaccinated, they were getting their ticket back to their liberties and freedom, when actually it's a gateway to an obedience platform and potentially an execution platform if you're not obedient based on your score. And she lists patent number 2021-0082583. Methods, 
and systems of prioritizing treatments, vaccination, testing, and or activities while protecting the privacies of individuals. This is failed by, filed by Gail Ehrlich and Meyer Fenster. And if you go back to section 0378, this patent talks about having devices that connect to external servers, having apps. And what it says is, in view of the pandemic, the government may order their citizens to install a dedicated application to their smartphones to help the government with the logistics of the vaccination procedures. It goes on to say that in some embodiments, the app and or smart device is configured to inform on the user's location at all times and to communicate with adjacent smart services via Bluetooth, for example, to access the interactions between users, for example, vicinity between users and movement of users. They all have algorithms for all of that. Like, guys. Don't think it's real. Spoke to my friend Mike. He was spent 15 years in China. When COVID hit, they made him put an app on his phone. Now, listen to me. I talked to him about this on Sunday at length. He told me that if you went more than two miles away from your home, that your phone would go from green to, from green to red and start flashing, and you were automatically required to go back to your apartment and quarantine for two weeks. Oh, yeah. That's already being used in China. Don't tell me it's not real. The same Kabbalist, Luciferian weirdos through Linda the Forest, the Rothschild, seems to be their cutout front person right now, that basically runs China and created the Chinese Communist Revolution, is the same group that runs our Central Reserve Bank and the same group that's trying to force this on us. Don't allow yourself to be a victim. Don't comply with this. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can. But this is the day the Lord hath been made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. And I will think on the good things. And I will focus on the good things. And I will not allow myself to be programmed by a brain control device that they're going to inject in me. Think about this, guys. I love you. Wow, this has been a wild show today. You guys are awesome. I prayed for you this morning and I knew when I was in my prayer time talking to Sharon about this, it was going to be an off the chart show. I love you. Thank you for supporting Health Masters. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And always remember, my friends, every, pretty much every story in the Bible is always about victory. There's not really stories in the Bible that are all about being the victim and being victimhood status and blaming everybody. Now, there's consequences to actions. There's no doubt about that. That's not a victim. That doesn't make you a victim. You make a bad decision on something, you're not a victim. If you say, I don't believe in gravity anymore because I think gravity is stupid, and you go step off a 10-story building, you splat when you hit the concrete, you're not a victim. You're just a moron, and you've got consequences of those actions. The Bible is all about victory and victors. David didn't go, gosh, guys, I'm really skinny. I can't go fight this doggone Nephilim with a sword over here. I don't know what to do with this thing. He said, dude, let me at him. God said he's got my back. I'm go grab some stones. I'm going to sling one right in this dude's face, and I'm going to cut his head off. Okay, let's do it. It's all about the mindset and mentality that you have. You make or break it. It's all in your mind. It all starts in your head. That's why it's so important to keep your brain strong. The omega-3 fats, the B-complex, the 5-HTP, all that stuff is crucial to keeping a strong brain. If you're sitting around all the time, and you're on multiple pharmaceutical drugs, which is one of the reasons why they keep everybody on these drugs as much as they can with the Paxil, the Prozac, the Xanax, and the opiates all the time because they want you to constantly stand, oh, I can't. I, I have this disease. Oh, I have ADHD, and I'm depressed, and I got all this stuff. Then what is it again? 
You're a victim. It's not your fault. I've got all these health problems. Now, I'm not saying there aren't certain people that have serious health problems. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is your mindset makes or breaks it. You have to stay strong in your mind. You have to continue to keep up the good fight. So thank you again for the support of Health Masters. Thank you again for getting this information out there. If you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website. The product of the week, which is basically the last day that it's uh, that it's up right now, on the website at healthmasters.com. Be sure to check it out. Be sure to vote for what you want to see when tomorrow zinc glycinate be the last day on sale. It looks like the vitamin E is pushing close to the top along with the Norwegian Omega-3, two great products for heart health and brain health. So, again, check that out at healthmasters.com along with that, the vitamin C powder, and we got more of the NAC, the N-acetylcysteine, very, very good product that supports glutathione synthesis, incredibly good as an expectorant for the lungs, helps clean out the lungs, keep the dosage uh, under a normal rate those far as for body weight. So, again, thank you for the support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. Stay strong as always, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.